This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with traveling partners Jay White and Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. Today, we're traveling to Meridian to dine the Delta at Fork and Fate with Laura Hester, Director of Communications and Programs at the Max, and husband and wife duo Blue Mother Tupelo. Then, we're swinging by Cleveland for the Good News Gospel Festival at the Grammy Museum Mississippi with Communications and Development Manager Brittany McClendon. And right before, though, we head to the capital city for the U.S. theatrical release of Mysterious Circumstance, The Death of Mary Weather Lewis at the Capri Theater downtown with writer, actor, producer, and just everything, Mississippi native Clark Ritchie. But before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners, Jay White and Kamel King to the show. Good morning, Jay and Kamel. What's Labor Day got up for you both? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Morning, good morning, 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 morning. A longer morning. weekend. That's what it's got. Yeah, I know. That three day is definitely going right to be nice. Right on time. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I threw him off with that one. Look, doesn't a Friday on a long weekend, it just makes you feel like a kid again. Like, I'm just going to go home and take my shirt off and get in my pajamas and eat right, stuff. Right, right, Now it's, I'll kind of like do all that plus pay bills at the same time. Lord, you just ruined the great oh, drink. It's right after the first. It is. <laughs> so, Kamel, other, what do you have coming up for Labor Day weekend? You got any special plans? Uh, I've got a, uh, a a client of mine uh, that is having a 50th birthday party in Olive Branch, Mississippi, okay. right around Memphis. Okay. Uh, so I'll travel up there tomorrow to uh, celebrate with, with him. He's going to do, do it extra grande. So shout out to uh, Rod Moore up there in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Yeah, he, he does it extra, extra grande. So, I'm, so That sounds amazing. Yes. Barbecue. Yes. I would love some of that this weekend. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna have. Knowing him, he gonna have swamps and oh, some and, other stuff. That yeah, and, good. and fillet mignon and champagne. Mignon, you know. Yeah, they're right there in Memphis, so they got all the barbecue there. So right, you know, sometimes you want to step away from you know, all that everything you have normally around all the time. Right, yeah. it's right. a little bit different. Right, right. Well, we our first guest is going to let us eat a little something, maybe. We're going to at least hear about eating. Um, so today, our first road trip takes us to Meridian for Fork and Fate, featuring celebrity chefs David Cruz of Cleveland and soul food queen Mary Johnson of Indianola. That's going to be next Friday, September 9th. And in with us right now, we have Laura Hester. She is the Director of Communications and Programs at the Max. And we have husband and wife duo Blue Mother Tupelo, who be performing at this event. So, Laura, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hi, Jermaine. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for coming on. We want to get into Fork and Fate because I think we're hungry for the Labor Day weekend. Mm, so mm. we're going <laughs> to we're going to start talking about food in a second. But we'll start with you, though. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do as director of communications and programs at the Max? Oh, for sure. So, um, there's several departments that I work with. I have a wonderful team of people, and that includes um, marketing, curatorial, um, all of our education programs for both adults and youth. 
um, and our ITAB team. Um, so we stay very busy, but we have um, a great atmosphere in which to do that. Right, right. When it comes down to this event, what all were you involved in for Fork and Fate? So I work directly with um, Elizabeth Williams, who is our event lead for this project, and she works in community development and um, adult education. Um, and she's responsible for a lot of our major fundraisers that we do, um, our Sip and Saver event, which is in the spring, and then Fork and Fet, which is our smaller um, fundraiser that we do in the fall. But this one's really special because it's a specific fundraiser for our success program, and that allows students to come in over the summer at absolutely mm. no charge mm. in an immersive program um, to learn more about um, a variety of things, but specifically music and writing. Right, um, so right. It's a really, really special group of kids that get to experience that as a result of this particular event. Right. Well, I know I know we're talking about the children and everything, but let's switch to the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good to give back, though, Laura. Don't I know, like Camille. I know. I'm messing with you. I'm, that is so awesome. You know, just a, I, I just would love to know the food. What's going to be at the, what's going to be there? Now, Laura, so let's dig in now. So first off, before we start salivating, <laughs> before Kamel starts salivating, where did the idea come from, um, aside from, of course, giving back, to put on an event like this, yes, where indeed. food is involved, where food is involved with music? I'm so glad you asked that question, because, you know, in our museum, um, of course, you know, this is related to the Mississippi the arts and entertainment experience. If you haven't been to visit us, we certainly hope that you will do that in the very near future. We feature every artist from every genre that you can consider. Um, there's five different ones throughout the state. But more importantly, we feature unique things that you might not have heard about. And one of those is the culinary arts. So anytime we do a food event, it relates specifically back to that. Um, and that's part of the reason that we do a special type of curated event where it's not just your average barbecue. You know, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit special. It's a little bit elevated. And we do that deliberately to celebrate Mississippi chefs and Mississippi artists. Right, right, awesome. right. That is good. Well, I definitely want to mirror what you said. If you have not been to the max, uh, whether you're a Mississippian or you're from out of state or out of this country, uh, the max is such an interactive, cutting edge collage of of just people in entertainment uh, from Mississippi that you have no idea are from here, uh, and it educates you on just how rich our soil is. So, how privileged does it feel to work at a, a place that honors Mississippians such a, um, a collective? You know, you know, for me, and I could have said it better myself. So, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, for me, it is an absolute dream um, to be able to surround myself with all of the artists who have made our state what it is. Um, and I can walk through our Hall of Fame at any time, at any part of the day, and just remember why I'm here and, and what we're about as an organization. And to me, that really is a very, very special aspect of what we can do at, a given, at any given day. You know, and more importantly, we have the opportunity to show that to any guests that walk through our door, but particularly the children in the state of Mississippi mm-hmm. who come through that they can visualize it they can understand who we are so that that makes it really really special 
Right, mm-hmm. right. And if you've never been, the facility is beautiful. Oh, yes. It was, I'm the like, architecture. I'm a kid in a candy store when I went. Mm-hmm. It was yes. it, something to play with everywhere, something to learn everywhere. Yeah. And it's just a little something of everything. It's one of those museums that is going to make sure that, you know, it's something for the from the kid all the way up to the older adult. Yes, indeed. So it's, it's such a great place, too. Um, so let's get to drooling now, Laura. (laughs) Oh, now you want to talk about the food. (laughs) Kamel is Uh, is strapping up his his bib right now. But let's talk about the award-winning chefs who are going to be at this event. David Cruz and Mary Johnson of the Mississippi Delta. Let's talk about them and what it is that they're bringing to the um, palate, so to say. Love that. Absolutely. So these are two award-winning chefs. Um, David Cruz, our headliner, has been featured in Food Network. He's part of the Delta Supper Club. Um, Very well-known. But more importantly, he's amazing for a reason. It's because his food is really, really incredible. Right. Uh, That's what, you know, pivoted him to the success of Food Network, um, among other other kinds of, you know, notoriety. So, um, so they're really special. We chose them for that reason, um, and we're really excited about what they can literally bring to the table. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally bring to the table. It's going to be like fork and fate. <laughs> but So they're going to be serving some upscale food paired with live music, and I think the food is probably going to be amazing. You know, Cruz is named the king. He was named the king of American seafood in 2013. And, Laura, right. I'm a heavy seafood fan. Mm. Like, if mm. there's any one thing that I could just eat every day, <laughs> other than not trying to get iodine poisoning from shrimp, but it would I be seafood. <laughs> that reminds me of a line. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to well, go there, Jermaine. But uh, no. I, I love it too. I will say that this this particular event is going to kind of shift in a slightly different direction, but it's going to take all of those really special, great southern. Um, foods that your grandmother made for you and maybe even, you know, great-grandmothers or parents or whomever um, and kind of take it up a notch. So think... Candy yams. Think <laughs> ham hocks and pinto beans. Yeah! All right. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, Mother, beef chips and gravy. Are you getting hungry yet? I can keep going. Child, I just, I was like, yes. I didn't already hollered in here when you said the first ones. <laughs> I've never had a ham hock in my life. Oh, you're missing, you're missing out. But I know you don't eat it, yeah, but it's really I, good. It's really good. All of those great Southern favorites that she loved. Um, and again, just kind of taking up a notch. Um, and kind of the bigger item fried catfish with pickled okra mm. um, is, is happening mm. for sure so right not food exactly jermaine but maybe maybe something that could um fall into a similar category right it, mm. I, i'm satisfied either way laura <laughs> yeah that, before you ever even get to that big spread um he's gonna have some past um hors d'oeuvres and that we're looking at whipped pimento and cheese and pickled pork skins and a mustard sauce and um, just, you know, some really wonderful things to kind of get your palate prepared for that big dinner. And then, of course, we'll top it off with the world-famous banana pudding, which is one of my personal favorites, and I'm super excited Me about too. It. Me too. Big question. Big question. Do you eat okay. the pudding 
and the and the cookies are just the cookies. Go. What? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to ask that question. I like the cookies myself. So I hope he'll maybe put a little cookie in there. But do you eat the pudding and the bananas? Because I only eat like the cookies out of it, and then I end up tossing the rest of it, and everybody be looking at me crazy. No. But there are hardcore people who only eat the cookies out of it. I'm going to need you to start eating banana pudding on your own. (laughs) I'm the one that comes and rakes all the cookies off the top. No, sir. <laughs> Don't come behind me in the line if there's banana pudding there. You're going to get all pudding. So silly. Laura, hold on one second. I want to come back to you, but I want to go ahead and bring in husband and wife duo Ricky and McCall Davis, the songwriting, recording, performing music artist known as Blue Mother Tupelo. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, hey. How are y'all doing today? We're good. We are. Sunny days, beautiful. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Are you all excited for the performance? Of course. Oh, yes. We're excited. To, I, um, I can't wait to see the museum, too, and just the whole event. Sounds awesome. And um, she... Uh, um, we just heard about pickled pork skin, and that's really, like, kind of thrown me off. That'd be a new thing for us right there. If you come down, I guess you could, if you did pickled pig's feet, you would get a little pickled pork skin in it some. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just not the skin just itself. But listen, I am so glad to have you both on. Husband and wife singing duo Blue Mother Tupelo, and you all bring a season edge to American Roots music. Take me back to when you both decided, listen, not only are we going to be married, but we're also going to be a singer-songwriter duo. <laughs> yeah, so the um, the music interest came first for us. You know, we found uh, um, a friendship and um, a, a common love for for music, and um, then that just you know then then we got married, <laughs> and then and uh, yeah, and so music uh, kind of been our our life. You know, right. we've had we've had uh, other full time jobs, but. Um, um, along the way, but uh, we're making music together the whole time. Though. Yeah, <laughs> since, since, ni- since 1994. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, since 1994. Wow. Yeah. Now, before that, you were you you said you both were in music, and were you on your own, or were you a part of bands or solo acts, and then came together through that interest? How did that get sparked? Well, I grew up playing music. My my family play music uh, around family get-togethers on the weekends and, of course, singing in church and things like that. And uh, Michael was a elementary school music teacher, so and she grew up playing piano in church and, and stuff like that, too. So it's just kind of, it just all came together from that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, we... We met. We met because Ricky. Ricky. Well, we actually uh, uh, met in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where Ricky was born and raised. And I, and I was going to the University of Tennessee, and um, he had bands, and I loved the music, and um, we just, you know. So yeah, that's how that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So when it comes down to songwriting. Where do you all draw your inspiration from? Do mm-hmm. y'all sit down together? Do y'all sit down separately? And then it's like, this is what I've got. This is what you've got. Mm-hmm. Good question. 
Yeah, that is a good question. And um, it's a little bit of that sometimes. And um, sometimes sometimes it um, just comes from I don't have anything, I, but I'm, I'm maybe fiddling around on the piano or Ricky's playing around on the guitar, and then we just, well, that feels like this. And then we just pull something, you know, together. And, and, start, uh, writing. Uh-huh, and start writing. But um, our inspiration really comes from, just simple, uh, kind of simple everyday life, and and also just uh, feelings. Uh, yeah, all, yeah, all the things that yeah. we experience in life, you know, and mm-hmm. we we try not to, you know, ever limit, you know, what we're going to write about or sing or what style the song turns out to be. And, mm-hmm. You know, it can turn out to be like blues, or it can turn out to be, you know, like a soul tune or a country song or rock and roll or whatever. I mean, we don't we don't put a limit on what we're doing, and we just let it flow naturally. However, it's going to come out, you know. Right. Yeah, we always try to keep kind of heart and soul is is always going to be right there in the meat of of something we come up with. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I mean, when you when I read about you all's genre, it's like it has to be. You know, like everything in the kitchen sink. It's Southern soul. It's roots and rock. It's American. You know, it's just everything. Yes, so, yeah, yes, it's it just is. songs and songs about our our experience and stuff. And definitely uh, yeah. Southern Southern roots. Uh, Southern faith. So, so mm-hmm. uh, you know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So you've played venues and festivals all over the Southeast. What has been one of your favorite festivals or venues that you've played? Oh, God. Well, we played the Grand Ole Opry House. That was awesome. Uh, it's hard for me not to, you know, break out crying <laughs> playing yeah. that. But what we we played a big old festival in Texas called the Big State Festival. That was pretty awesome. There was a lot of folks there. And, um, it's always it's always fun to come kind of close to home, too, and, and like, play the Turner Family Picnic, which oh, is yeah. so uh it's oh, yeah. so down home and so real, and uh, but that that uh, that that was back in the day. Yeah, uh, Otha Turner, he's passed now, but um, we would we would come up for that, and I and you're talking um, at 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 Otha Turner's home, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, here at Gra- in Gravel Springs, just up from where we now live. So, right, right. Yeah, those those down home kind of things, real special. Right, it, you just. It's very authentic. You know? Right, right, right. Now, I, no, mm-hmm. go ahead, Kamal. Now, okay, this is something I've, I've always wanted to know, that a couple, and especially married couples that perform together all the time, mm-hmm. when you get peed <laughs> off with each other, how do you perform together? Like, what are the dyna- dynamics of that? that when that's it's called like, a break from the tour. <laughs> <laughs> how does that go, you know? Let's just say, I don't know how it goes. I mean, just, <laughs> he said, I don't know how it goes. That was so odd. It goes up for a minute and then it kind of calls back down, you know. <laughs> Somehow we've been able to, like, let the, let the water, like, throw off our back, you know what I mean? There might be the stink eye given, you know. Oh, yeah. You yeah. might see stink eye. Right, right. You know when you see it. Yes, right. It's called true professionalism. Right, right. So, Blue Mother Tupelo, would you care to give us a little sample of what the um, the attendees can expect from you at Fork and Fate? Oh, 
Oh, well, um, yeah, you may. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're going to hear. <laughs> we're gonna ta- it's going to be down home good time. Yeah, we're going to take them on a little, you know, uh, uh, definitely. It'll fit right in with that good soul food. We'll all be stomping and swaying and jamming and having a good time. It, we're going we're gonna to pull out our bluesiest stuff for this, this event. And, uh, you know, uh, music of Mississippi has always been a big influence on us both. That's one of the things that draw, drew us together when we first met each other, talking about the music we love and everything. And right. A lot of it came from Mississippi. A lot of it's the, the blues, you know. And right. The Delta Blues, the Hill Country yeah. Blues, and uh, some soul music, too, and all that kind of good stuff has always been at the heart of where we, we come from musically. So right. folks will be hearing, hearing that in our music. Okay. That's great. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about Blue Mother Tupelo, where could they go to find it? Yeah, so our website is pretty uh, informative and easy to find. It's just bluemothertupelo.com. Okay. Thank you all so much for coming on. Laura, are you still on the line with us? I'm still with you. Laura, when it comes down to more information about Fork and Fate, um, Dine in the Delta with Chefs David Cruz and Miss Mary Johnson on Friday, September the 9th, where can everybody get more information about that? So they can go to our website. It's msarts.org. Um, all the ticketing information is there. Um, I will say that tickets are going fast, um, and advanced tickets are a little bit less. Um, so it's $45 for members, $55 for non-members that goes up a little bit if you get them at the door. Um, so we would encourage everyone to go ahead and purchase those as quick as they can because it looks like we will have a sellout. So, nice. um, yeah, so we would love to see as many people there as we possibly can. It's going to be a really, really special day. Right, right. Is Blue Mother Tupelo playing in the background? I know. Let's go. Oh, I didn't know if y'all can hear that. I just uh-huh. Give us a li- give us a little <laughs> yes, sir, something before we can hear it. give us a little something before I go to break. Let's go. All right. We want to thank Hunter Gibson too for being so easy oh, yeah. to work with. your concert because who is that kid calling <laughs> in the audience <laughs> y'all, awesome. Blue, yeah, y'all come. i thank y'all so much blue mother tupelo laura hester um with the max for fork and fate dine the delta with chefs david cruz and miss mary johnson that'll be next friday september 9th at the max in meridian and i thank you all so much for joining us here yes, and indeed. thank you for that musical selection mm-hmm. definitely 
Thank y'all so much. We're going to keep listening on the radio. Y'all make sure y'all do. Thank you. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood along with traveling partners Kamel King and Jay White. Now on the line with us now to discuss the Good News Gospel Festival is Grammy Museum Mississippi Communications and Development Manager Brittany McClendon. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi, Brittany. Good morning. Thank Good you guys morning. For me. Good morning to you. It is such a pleasure to have you on to talk about the Good News Gospel Festival. Right when Kamel put it on my radar, I was like, "Yes, we love them. Yes, we're going to yes. do it and get them on." So, yes, this is going to be the first ever Good News Gospel Festival taking place on the lawn at the Grammy Museum in Cleveland on this coming Saturday, September the 3rd, and it starts at 12 p.m. Brittany, let my listeners know a little bit about what you have going on with this event at the Grammy Museum Mississippi. Hey, absolutely. We've got a great event planned for this Saturday. Since starting at 12 p.m., our Good News Gospel Festival will kick off with some great local gospel groups. And we'll have discounted admission all day for $5 to the exhibits at the museum, including MTV, which is our largest exhibit yet. Um, And then throughout the day for the Gospel Festival, we will have food trucks on site, snow cones, uh, a lot of good, good gospel groups and great fellowship going on. Right, right. Now, I mean, one thing that in tourism, uh, of course, Visit Mississippi completely supports the Grammy Museum Mississippi. And uh, that, you know, you guys are one of the biggest flags that we wave to tourists is that Uh, we have in the Delta the only other Grammy museum outside of L.A. So that shows the power and the influence uh, that Mississippi has with the Recording Academy and the Grammy organization. Absolutely. You know, Mississippi, it's, it's known for our contribution to music, especially through the blues, but there's a ton of incredible artists who have like a real deep connection to gospel music. So we're excited uh, to celebrate this genre this Saturday, um, especially, you know, we've got the Grammy Award winning Mississippi Mass Choir coming. So that's going to be a great headliner for us right. and for the community. Right. Got right, Stan right. Jones hosting. Y'all got a, yes, a big timer right there. Award winner. I don't know what he doesn't do. He will be with us Saturday hosting. We're so excited to have him in town. That sounds amazing. Yes, indeed. The big three genres, now that she's put gospel on the map out here in the South and Mississippi, just per se, you've got blues, you've got country, and you've got gospel. Those are the big three. Everything, every genre of music has been built off of that those foundations. Right. With gospel Absolutely. being the center stone. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, it, a light bulb just went off. Thanks, Kamel, for Boom. that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> now, in addition to the Mississippi Mass Choir, um, there's going to be so many other people there. You've got Chris Dixon and Joyful Noise, Harmony of Boyle, the Eternal Light Singers, G-Hope Mass Choir. Um, tell me now, did you have any kind of hand in having to get all of these people together in one place, Miss McClendon? <laughs> we're lucky to have a few board members and connections that were able to get these groups together and be like, you know, we're we're excited about this. We've had gospel um, on our minds since we opened uh, a few, five years ago, and then we had a few gospel um, events, but we're like, we're ready, we're ready for the big one. Like, Good News Gospel Festival, and we've just gotten a lot of great support from these local and regional groups who have worked with us to set a date and come together 
um, celebrate gospel music. I want to send a big shout out, and I'm sure you do, to uh, uh, Grammy Award winning writer Trisha Walker and her and Big yes. Porch Productions, uh, who is, I know is a part of this, and she does so many great things in the city of Cleveland. Uh, but Jermaine, I don't know if you know, uh, I started my my career actually in the gospel industry, working no. with working with Stan and working with the Williams Brothers right. and their record label and things like that. And I tell you, what was always funny to me is the names of the groups. It's like, you know, it's like the 12 tribes of Judah, lampside singers featuring the son of God. Uh, Brown, you know, it, I mean, long, robust names to let you know they were coming with the power of the Lord. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. This that's one, right. there's there's one group that's on here called the Lamplighters of Mound. I can't even get it out. The Lamplighters of Mound yeah. Bayou. There you go. And they come in to light some lamps in your soul. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love that. I love that. Now, Brittany, tell us a little bit about your work as communications and development manager for the Grammy Museum, Mississippi. Yes, so I became the marketing or the communications manager about a year ago, and it has been a great experience. You know, we're a nonprofit, so we wear a lot of different hats beyond what our title includes. But marketing, we're just getting the word out there to let the state and other regions know that we're here with the only other museum, Grammy Museum outside of Los Angeles, uh, tucked right here, right off the historic Highway 61. In Cleveland, Mississippi, and in development, you know, we're nonprofit, so we're all about fundraising and keeping this museum alive for music education. Right, right, right. I just thank everybody for um, really coming through and wanting to go to the Grammy Museum, Mississippi, because yes. if you've never been, it's a really oh, great museum goodness. itself. It is We were awesome. talking about the Max, but to couple with that, the, the Grammy Museum, Mississippi is amazing. Two heavy hitters. That's right. right. Our museum systems in Mississippi is just unparalleled. I believe it. Yeah. I, I agree. It. I believe we're it. We're proud to be a part of it. Right, right, right. Now, um, when it comes down to, is there anything else you want to let our listeners know? Do they need to know anything before they come to the Good News Gospel Festival tomorrow? Nothing. All information can be found on our website. I definitely want to direct people to our Facebook page at Grammy Museum Mississippi. We'll be posting all updates there in case of any weather delays or changes. We're crossing our fingers for none of that, but all the information that needs to be known can be found on our Facebook page as well as our website. Right. Well, y'all right. bring those souls to Christ tomorrow. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good show. So, Brittany, I really thank you so much for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you, Jermaine. Thank you, Camille. I enjoyed it, and y'all have a great Labor Day weekend. And come see us. You too. Most now, definitely. you too. And right now, though, in with us to discuss the U.S. theatrical release of his film *Mysterious Circumstance: The Death of Meriwether Lewis* at the Capri Theater in downtown Jackson is writer, actor, producer, director. I just like doing this, Clark. Singer, mm. songwriter, and Mississippi <laughs> native, Clark Ritchie, and he's also an engineer. If, if any of y'all do not know, I mean, he's literally a man of everything and we have him here and I am just so excited for the release of your film. 
there's no way I can top what you just said, so I, I might as well just <laughs> let you take it from here. <laughs> Clark, it is just so glad to have you on, and just congratulations on everything that you have achieved, the awards, that the accolades that have come behind, yes. the work that you have been doing in the film industry and for the state of Mississippi, just kind of putting your whole stamp on the film industry for us. Thank you so much for what you've done. Well, uh, we're, it's a labor of love for sure. We're really enjoying trying to uh, grow the film industry here in North Mississippi, and this is our first foray into the feature film business, and uh, so far so good. Right, right. So, Clark, tell my listeners a little bit about your film, Mysterious Circumstance, The Death of Meriwether Lewis, um, kind of the inspiration behind it, and a little bit maybe of the synopsis of it. Okay. Well, uh, Mysterious Circumstance, The Death of Meriwether Lewis, uh, is a film that took place on the the story of the film took place on the Natchez Trace in 1809 and Meriwether Lewis is the Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark fame and the end of his life actually occurred in remote Tennessee along the Natchez Trace and that's a part of the Lewis and Clark story that many people don't know. I live in Baldwin, Mississippi, which is not far from the Natchez Trace and, and I've grown up here and uh, this is my lifetime home. And so I've always heard stories of the Natchez Trace and the famous travelers that went up and down the Natchez Trace. So um, from from childhood, this has been one of the stories that have been that uh, intriguing to me. And so when we decided to um, take this adventure into the film business, we we decided that the story of Meriwether Lewis and the mystery of that uh, death, the night of his death, was something that needed to be investigated and and. Uh, added a little bit of light to right. for all the viewers around the country. So that, that's the reason we went at uh, this particular story of Meriwether Lewis. Right. It, it's, it's close to home for us. Now, for the listeners who don't know about your, your history and how you have uh, ascended in this industry, tell, tell us and tell them, uh, you know, kind of how you got started, what piqued your interest in your uh, journey to this point. Well, uh, I think it's, uh, I've said before, this is the culmination of a lifetime of dabbling in many different things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've, I've actually been involved in theater in the state, community theater, uh, renovated a, a building here in my hometown of Baldwin into the Claude Gentry Theater. Uh, did that in 2011, and we've, it's a home for shows and so forth. And so I was involved in acting. I've been a guitar player and singer uh, at the amateur level for my entire life. I've written columns for newspapers, historic columns for newspapers for many years, and even had a few radio shows. So uh, as everything sort of came together late in life, I, I, I recorded a few uh, music videos, mm-hmm. live music shows, uh, got interested in filmmaking, um, tied the theater adventures that I've been on together with the music adventures and the filmmakers that I met in uh, making some music videos, and the next thing you know, we're making a we're making a feature film, uh, so the writing, the 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 um, encounters with the music industry, everything just sort of tied together and all intersected at this point in my life, 57 years old, to uh, 
to make it possible for me to make this movie. Right. Congratulations. That right mm-hmm. there in itself. That's inspiring. I mean, just after you've done all of that, it's like, I'm 57, and yes, here's a film that I just did. So just kudos <laughs> to you, Clark. I just love all of that. And listen, for those of you all um, who listen, of course, to MPB Think Radio, Clark was on. Now you're talking with Marsha Ramsey. And Clark, I want you to know, you had told so much history behind the Natchez Trace and kind of what the travelers had to endure and how they went, you know, by foot or either by horse. Clark, you (laughs) talked about it so much that I was just reiterating this to my mother the other day. Like, I just knew, like, the history of the Natchez Trace. (laughs) There you go. I mean, that's that's really what we want to do with, with with this movie is basically engage people in uh, in history in a way that they can relate to it. Right. Uh, you know, some, someone asked me about making this movie and why I made this particular movie. Well, I, I wrote the film when we first went into the pandemic, and uh, we were sort of all quarantined there for a while, and I had creative juices flowing, so I wrote the movie. and But I wrote it about trees and streams and rocks that were outside of my window. Mm-hmm. You know, I understood the nature around where this event happened. So when I when I go out to Tishomingo State Park, I'm in the same environment that Meriwether Lewis was in mm-hmm. in 1809. And so, you know, when you write uh, from that perspective, hopefully you, you paint that picture for the, the modern listener. So we hope we've accomplished that with the film and one of the things we've accomplished. Right. Now, Clark, let's just go ahead and name drop. Let's talk about the cast and some of the great actors that you have on cast with you um, for this movie. Well, our our headline actor is John Schneider, who was Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazzard. He's got four number one one country music singles back in the day. And uh, Mm -hmm. he also was Jonathan Kent on Smallville. And John's got a, a... you know, a long career on, as a television star, and uh, he plays a, uh, an Indian agent to the Chickasaw Indians uh, at the time who was a companion of Meriwether Lewis on his fateful journey. And so we were very, very fortunate to get John to uh, to come on the project. Um, we have two New Orleans actors, Billy Slaughter and Lance Nichols, who came up from New Orleans and joined us here in North Mississippi. Two L.A. actors, Sonny Marinelli, uh, who was on Vegas and Entourage for, for several seasons. He he came over uh, to play the owner of the inn, uh, Robert Grinder. And our mayor with Lewis is a guy named Evan Williams, who's a Canadian native, but he's in L.A. now, and he's uh, spent four seasons, five seasons on Versailles. And he's had several net. Netflix movies where he's been the lead in the Netflix movies coming out in the new Marilyn Monroe movie Blonde, which will be out soon. But Evan was our mayor with Lewis. Our lead actress, however, is from Tupelo, Mississippi, and that's my partner in Six Shooter Studios, and that's Amy Gousset. And, uh, you know, she, she had the, the privilege in this movie, not by design originally, but that she is the only female in the entire cast. Wow, and that's that's unique. I mean, and so uh, there's some elements of this story that actually developed during the filming, and as we went through the process of putting this movie together, where we saw that uh, her story, uh, she plays the the wife of Sonny Marinelli. She's Priscilla Grinder, and this person was the last person to see Meriwether Lewis alive. Mm, right. And and we and we see in this story. Uh, in a in a big way, how 
this woman on the frontier in a man's world at the edge of the wilderness also survived yes. and uh, how, what she did to survive and so forth. So it, it's a part of the story that actually developed through uh, Amy's performance and uh, and the, just the production as it went forward. So there's a lot of happy accidents that happened along the way, and that was one of them. I love it. Mm. I love, I love it. I love happy it. Accident. Okay, so I want to go ahead because you mentioned it. Let's talk about your production company, Six Shooter Studios, and your theater, The Claude Gentry. I mean, you do it all, sir. So, <laughs> I mean, with those two things under your belt, how proud of you are of yourself, basically? How proud of you? I mean, how proud are well, you of yourself? Well, I try to, I try to, I try to stay away too much from that because I could just run away. You know, it, you don't want to toot your own horn too much. But you know, the other day, I tell you, I'm, I'm very proud of the Claude Gentry Theater and what we've done there. You know, when we talked the other day, Jermaine, uh, I sent you a, a clip. You know, I had Dorothy Moore up here. She came mm. to the Claude Gentry Theater. She sung Misty mm-hmm. Blue. She sure you know, did. she sung wow. other songs from that from that era. We had, we had a radio show for uh, for a long time that was called Second Saturday Live, and we it was all Mississippi entertainers. And I had several mm. Grammy winners on, and and Mississippi Music Hall of Famers like Dorothy Moore and Jim Weatherly, who's now passed away. Yes. But uh, a, a lot a lot of those came up and performed, and that just. That interaction and uh, with with those kind of folks is what inspires me to keep going and and do things like mysterious circumstance. Right, Clark. Right, I right. just need Good to come stuff. hang out with you, man. He's he's, I mean, he's a beast. He's goodness, a beast. I'm coming to hang out with you, brother. He's a beast. So it, cool. no, yeah. go ahead. Come. And speaking of Jim Weatherly, uh, just want to Jim Weatherly will be honored on the 24th during the to- Ole Miss Tulsa game at the Vault Hemingway uh, Stadium at, on, at Ole Miss. Uh, he is getting his own country music trail marker uh, added to the country music trail system. So you're, you're certainly invited to come out. Uh, it will be during halftime. We don't have a time for the game just yet, but uh, he will be recognized, and then his um, marker will be memorialized and put permanently in his hometown of Pontotoc uh, later on in the year. Cool. Coolness. Well, well deserved, and uh, we, it, we it was a great privilege to have uh, Jim up here, and and our our band, our theater band, uh, uh, actually performed Midnight Train to Georgia mm. uh, in front of Jim Weatherly. So we mm. were we had the great privilege of being able to do that. So right, Clark, go ahead and let our listeners know a little bit about um, how they can get more information about the movie and about the premiere and just everything that you've got going on. Well, as far as the premiere, go to CapriMovies.com. Uh, and, you know, it was really special for us to be able to have our premiere there in Jackson at the Capri Theater in downtown Jackson. So many organizations in the state uh, assisted us in putting this movie together. The Parks Department, which I mentioned, Andre Hollis, the head of the Parks Department, was very helpful in, in helping us uh, secure Tishomingo State Park as a, as a place to to shoot the movie. Uh, Nina Parikh with the Mississippi Film Office, also yes. obviously there in Jackson. Nina is very supportive and helpful um, in guiding us on the best way to make this movie uh, inside of Mississippi and help with uh, cast and crew and all that sort of thing. And so uh, it, it was really important for us to, to put the premiere in Jackson, to basically to say thank you to the to the uh, government officials and the agencies there that helped us make the movie, and so we're, we're couldn't be more pleased. I was in Jackson uh, last weekend, and 
I went out to the Capri and, and to just see a movie. I was just going to check out the theater and um, catch a movie, and I had up on the marquee, coming soon, 9-9, Mysterious Circumstance. Right. There you go. That's the kind of thing that makes you call home, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Look, Mama, look, <laughs> Mama. Oh, I made it, Mama. <laughs> exactly. We made it. I That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clark, I have had a time with you all, and I can't wait to see the movie uh, Mysterious Circumstance, The Death of Mary Weather Lewis, and yes. I just thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. Well, thank you, Jermaine. By the way, now, uh, Mississippi native Marcus Dupree from from Madison and Madison, really from Philadelphia. He'll be at the premiere next week, along with several other of our cast and crew. All so, right. Uh, Amy Gusey will be there. Billy Slaughter will be there. But Marcus Dupree, who's in the cast and has gotten some nice reviews, FYI, they'll come out this week. But uh, he he also will be on in attendance at the Capri on Friday night. Cool, cool. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Clark, for joining us today. Thank you both so much. Talk thank to you. Later. you. Talk All to you right. later too. Bye-bye. So, Mysterious Circumstance, Death of Meriwether Lewis, it's going to be a great time next Friday um, night at the Capri Theater. Now, we're going to turn to a couple of little things in your neck of the woods while we still have time. So, the kickback is happening, Kamel. All right. All Stars. This is a Third Coast radio celebration. So, you know, Third Coast is from here. Love it. Um, Third Coast Radio is moving into a brand new time slot September the 3rd. It'll be Saturdays from 5 to 7. So, they're celebrating with a big party and concert. Um, and this is to this. They had reached out to artists who came and rocked with them over the past 10 months and they put together the kickback all stars. So this will be happening at Fondren Guitars in Jackson tonight, 8 p.m. until 1159 p.m. So I think that's going to be 59. Yeah, it was like 12, but <laughs> I typed in 1159 just to make sure it was staying on the same day. <laughs> so I just enjoyed you all today and enjoyed our guests. We had Laura Hester, Blue Mother Tupelo, Brittany McClendon, and Clark Ritchie. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, you can upload it directly to the calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip right here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.